During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, October 24th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host, Greg. Thrilled to be here with you today. I'm thrilled to be here with you, Timothy. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously our last week was our first full week in the studio, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean the firsts are stopping. Yeah. Of course, this afternoon, patreon.com slash kind of funny, the first kind of funny podcast in the new studio. The new, A new set, this table. The new this table, the new everything. Mm -hmm. However, this morning, my first demo. My first in-person demo in the in a studio in three years or whatever it is. That's what, and it was VR, which is why I have the VR head. I got the little oh, the yeah. red. I got the red forehead right there because I was doing some VR battle scars. Which game? Can't tell you. Maybe Can't I'll tell, tell you on you October thirty first though. Huh? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, Tim, how was your weekend? Oh, it was my first weekend in. For I honestly can't even like think of a time that I felt as relaxed as I did this weekend. It was fantastic, Greg. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It felt. Every single moment of sleep, every single moment of Marvel Snap, every oh single Oh, my God. Don't food. even get me started on Marvel Snap. Woo, baby. I'm sure we're going to talk about it forever at this point. You, no, hear, you hear the woo from Barrett Courtney. Oh, I did. You know I who's did. playing Marvel Snap like a madman over at Barrett Courtney's house? Barrett Courtney's wife, Alyssa. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yo, Marvel Shout Snap. Shout out to Alyssa. <laughs> I'm absolutely loving it. I, I can't believe that this, as many people are loving it as they are, it makes me feel good because I like I like I like when people like the things I like. So I was this is just I great was taken aback last night when somebody quote tweeted my. I put up a tweet on like Saturday or Sunday, be like, I fucking love Marvel Snap, uh, and I somebody quote tweeted it that was verified. I was like, this has got to be an ad, right? And then underneath, like, I played five games. It's got your bullshit. Greg knows better. But and I was like, really? And then I was like, I looked at my tweet and had like you know more than a thousand hearts, and all these people being like, yes, here's my deck. What are you doing? Blah blah. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Fuck you, haters. Yeah. Barrett, for the record, this tally light isn't working. I don't care. I'm just letting you know. And then, Tim, you got a fuzzy right there. Fuzz me up. I, got that. I, want, I want you to know that's the other thing, too. The cameras are so good. We have such nice cameras that when I was watching footage, I was like, damn, you can really see all the blemishes on our shit. It happens, you know? It's not going to change because we're kind of funny, perfect. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, the tally it. light is on. You just can't see it. That's why. That's why. Oh, because you yeah, got the thing on there yeah. for your thing later. Yeah. Mm. That's why we have the confidence monitor. A lot of exciting things happening in the new studio, ladies and gentlemen. But let's talk about the exciting things happening in video games today. Uh, Sonic Frontiers might be good. God of War spoilers are out there. And Steam numbers be crazy. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. 
each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, well, why not toss us a few bucks and support us over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. On Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny, you can get each and every episode of this show ad-free. You can get a whole bunch of other shows ad-free and watch them live. You could get your name read. You could get the Kind of Funny sh shirt. You could be a producer. You could get the signed poster. You could do all sorts of cool stuff over on Patreon, including getting 38 episodes of bonus content a month, all on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. However, if you have no bucks to toss us, no big deal. Of course, you could watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every week day if you want to go further ladies and gentlemen it's easy are you using the epic game store no i hate pc greg you've been right about it all these years thank you very much for that but you can also use the epic game store stuff on games like fortnite and rocket league and rumbleverse on your xbox playstation switch wherever you can and if you are use the epic creator code kinda funny it helps us out and doesn't cost you a thing even helps us on the free games you know mm -hmm. oh man that's awesome Somebody in the uh, bro man tune in the live chat says, love Tim's floating cup. And your cup does look like it's floating in the wide yeah. chat. Go back to the wide chat. One of my favorite things about this desk is that there's like this tiny little bit of space right here between the plexiglass and the whatever yeah. the black shit's called. And it makes reflections look super dope. But yeah, it does create that weird effect. Like awesome. I'm a, I'm a awesome. spooky ghost. Some Doesn't housekeeping work. for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our Black Adam in review, as we mm -hmm. consider the DCEU in review, is live. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And of course, podcast services around the globe under the in review banner timothy yes sum up the black adam in review um it is it's it's one of those in reviews greg miller was in the greg miller mood talking about something he loves dearly after it betrays him the dceu every time i'll keep going i'll keep coming back yeah keep it's an all-timer it's an all-timer for sure you should definitely check it, it out is. there's an energy it is uh, the last two interviews we did here well black adam and she hulk great energy great time for everybody involved i think in review I think it has a future, Greg. You think it's back? I think it's you know back. What I mean? <laughs> Andy tried to kill it by being bad on it, but we're back now. We're mm -hmm. doing a great job. Mm -hmm. That's what it all matters. Uh, of course, beyond that, of course, it's the final week. Yeah, we have the final seven days of Patreon fundraising for us. Help us crush everything on kindoffunny.com slash goals. Remember, you can go there, see the thermometer we're filling in. Every new pledge on Patreon and every increased pledge on Patreon fills that to make all sorts of crazy stuff, like a bunch of new shows, KFW seasons, and, of course, Andy eating mac and cheese. Of course. You can find all of that on patreon.com slash goals. And then, or I'm sorry, kindoffunny.com slash goals or patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Policy Genius and the Lord, no, the official, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power podcast. Yes. Now, you know, I would, I'm not, I'm not, I see, I can see you getting tight about it. I can see you getting scared about it, right? I can see, what's Greg going to say about the sponsor? What's he going to do about it, right? Because I did the ad reads on this already, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I crushed him, had a great time, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? They put the pronunciation in there for the minds and stuff, and I was yeah. like, I appreciate that quite a bit. The problem I have is that there are too many thes in this. Mm. Like, they are doing it the right way. The official, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power podcast. I see why the thes are there. Yeah. But as a man who isn't that smart reading off a teleprompter, <laughs> I tell you, it, took me, it took me a lot of takes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Roger, some applause. That wasn't what I was smirking about. I was smirking because you said David brought to you by Policy Genius and the Lord. And you, like, stopped yourself. And I thought you were just going to go to the Lord. You know? And the Lord. The Lord's our sponsor. In a way, are we all brought to us by the Lord? You know what I mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A big guy does 
happened? Number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. When Sonic Frontiers was initially shown, people were aghast. With Is this excitement. going to be amazing? Yes. Terrible? No. The best thing, the worst thing, nobody understood. We went and played at a summer game fest, walked away saying... Everyone's a, right. There was a cool thing. There was a lame thing. There's a really cool thing we couldn't talk about. Did that ever, did ever embargo ever lift on that? Yes, that, that did. did. It, it was did. like, hey, you can play this now, but you can't talk about it for three months. And we're like, that was a weird, that's a weird yeah. embargo. That's the coolest thing we can't talk about. Whatever. Uh, there is yet another embargo up right now, and previews are popping all over the place. Real Full stop. Did you see, did you, you read these previews, I know. You're a big Sonic did. fan. You're interested. Yes. Did you read, like, the video game journalism part of it? That, like, they went to Hawaii to play this game. This oh. sounds like a 2008 press trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, look at the game. You know, yeah, you came to the game. Great. Now hold this seashell up to your fucking ear. Like, thank mm -hmm. God they didn't invite me out. <laughs> no, what? No. no. What you Send us the about? game. Give yeah. us a preview build. You're yeah. down the street. Especially right now. Like, yeah, right. You know, I'm getting all these business calls about games delaying themselves because of God of War. Sure. Sonic, they're old instead. They're not they're afraid. There. Sonic is the one game not afraid of God of War. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, uh, Mitchell Saltzman at IGN will be the first preview I will read from. Of course, I am paraphrasing and stealing things from all these. Go give them the click and read it there in full. Uh, Mitch, uh, Mitchell talks about the fact, of course, they played it five months ago, and it was like, well, what is going to get into it, yada, yada. Here we are, five months later, and I got a chance to go hands-on again with a PC build of Sonic Frontiers, this time for a full six hours to check out the first three islands in their entirety. And while a lot of those so same issues are, that I experienced the first time I played are still present, the pop-in and a handful of minor bugs, it is clear that a lot of work has gone into tightening up Sonic Frontiers' performance and polishing its visuals. It's still an uneven experience, both visually and mechanically, but when my time was up, and all I thought about was the disappointment of not being able to play more. That seemed like a good sign that Sonic Frontiers is in a pretty healthy spot heading to its imminent November 8th release. I then jumped down the thing. Dot, 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 dot. The bulk of the time spent playing Sonic Frontiers was spent running fast through various open zones. And while it is a big departure from what Sonic fans may be used to from the series, I have to say that I'm officially fully on board for it. In a weird way, I kind of liken it to a Tony Hawk game. A Tony Hawk I don't know game. what to tell you, Greg. I've been saying since day one. Sonic for Tears. Game of the every year. It's that same feeling of chaining a revert to a manual. Linking that to a grind. Taking that grind over a gap. Acing a special trick or two. And then sticking the landing. Speaking my freaking language, Greg Miller, from a Sonic game, and I believe it too, I played it, I know what they're talking about. Sonic Frontiers has that same type of feeling of doing a bunch of cool things, one after the other, and linking them all together without breaking the flow. And when the flow does get broken, it feels pretty bad. But the more you play, the better you become at the game, uh, the longer you're able to go without breaking that flow, leading to a great feeling not just of power progression through the game mechanics, but also from your own skill. It's also worth mentioning that in the beginning of the game, Sonic does feel a bit slow in comparison to other games in the series. However, his speed can be leveled all the way up to 99. The highest I got was level 10. And considering he already felt pretty fast at that, oh, even at just that relatively low level, I can't imagine how fast he'll be at max level. I want you to t respond, but I want to let's get a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah. All right. Christina Alexander at Digital Trends has a paragraph here. Sonic Frontiers looks like it's taken every strategy out of Breath of the Wild play playbook uh, and uh, playbooks of other games inspired by it and beautifully implemented them into a Sonic formula without taking away the fundamentals the series is known for. 
Sonic Team has always been known to experiment with different gameplay styles for every Sonic game, from team-based gameplay, Sonic Heroes, to Nocturnal Transformation, Unleashed, uh, to de deviant art style avatar creation, Forces. Now it seems the company may catch lightning in a bottle by following the stylistic open-world trend set by a five-year-old game, made by Sonic's rival company and making it challenging for fans new and old. And then my final paragraph comes from Steven Tailby over at Push Square. We've drawn out a few negatives in this preview, but overall, we came away from the demo feeling a little better about Sonic Frontiers. The one thing that's plagued these games for years is slippery, imprecise, haphazard movement, and what we can say is Sonic feels far nicer to maneuver here. It's tricky to say exactly what's changed, but the open space and some general refinements seem to have resulted in the best feeling 3D Sonic game in a long time. Of course, we only played a grand total of 30 minutes, saw a very small section of the game, and unlocked none of the Hedgehog's later ability. Uh, so, who knows how the full experience will shake out. For now, though, we're very cautiously optimistic. Now that I've read that one, I wonder if that's actually an old preview. That must that have been watched. an old one, was, yeah, because we only had 30 minutes. I was in the middle of it. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But Steve's how I'll be back then liked it. Anyway, click on Push Square. What do you got to lose? Anyways, yeah. Tim, you've heard a bunch of breaking previews, and yeah, then one from September 29th. And I'm sorry. I was like, it's a weird thing. The embargo was up, but IGN didn't have a preview at the time. So I was like, I'm, I'm going around there. Doesn't matter. I am so excited for what this game could end up being. Like, I don't think anybody's under the illusions that this is actually going to be game of the year quality or any of that stuff. But is that, I mean, that's I'm, not needed, right? No, it's absolutely not needed. I'm, Women in I'm sevens, praying for an eight. And I feel like this could get it. I, uh, it's probably not going to. But it could. There's a lot here that seems like they're giving... Fans of Sonic games, both 3D and otherwise. Fans of hedgehogs. Fans of hedgehogs. What, they, what they're looking for, there seems to be some distractions from that here and there, just a little bit. But a lot of the things people are complaining about, like, you guys aren't Sonic game fans. So that's, that's cool damn, that you're complaining damn, about those things. Damn, see that ain't laying them out. But the random, like, like, rails in the air and all that stuff. It's like, I, every time I see people, like, complain about that, it's like, have you ever played a Mario game? Ever. Floating platforms are a thing in video games. And, like, if if that is your nitpick, if that is the thing that you're upset about with Sonic Frontiers, it's like I feel like you need to to raise your your, your critical thinking levels just a little bit. I think there. it's just a little off-putting, though, to, like, see it in, like, a quote-unquote realistic-looking setting for Sonic, whereas, like, floating platforms, it's, like, in a very colorful space in Mario, right? Whereas, like, in the, the Sonic preview that we saw a couple months ago, that was in, like, a almost Breath of the Wild-looking uh, place with floating platforms. A little awkwardly, admittedly, uh, looking, you know? Nah. But I, I could not disagree more. It's like, I think, it, like, it's not realistic as, um, like, we're, the robots don't look like realistic robots. They look like cartoon robots, like, walking around this world. I, I, I don't think it's that bad, but... It's all about your lens and what you know and what you expect and what kind of grade you're holding it to, right? And how well the world implements what it's doing. I think that's always the biggest thing. For me, my uh, crystal example of this is that when I reviewed Vin Diesel's Wheelman, remember this game? Oh, the class. Back in the day. One of my critiques in the review was, like, I was just nailing this game for being unrealistic and the fact that Vin had, like, oh, but he has a Uzi and a rocket launcher and whatever that he's pulling out of his, just out of his back and, you know, using. And people in the comments were like, or one person in the comments was like, you don't knock GTA for doing this. And I was like, that's a great point. It's just that GTA built its world and its rules in a way that made me never doubt that. Exactly, exactly. And and that's my thing is like all that 
like the, what those things are for, it's maneuverability and the momentum. Sonic's always been about momentum, mm -hmm. and when you get it right, it feels good. When you, they get it wrong, it feels really, really bad. And the little bit that I've played this game so far, it seems like it's leaning towards the things I do like about Sonic moving around. There's a lot of options for changing the his traction, acceleration, like the way that it feels. So the fact that they're even allowing you to do that shows that they understand the thing that matters the most to the people that actually like these games. Sure. Um, will this hold up for what they're trying to do here? This seeming to be one of the, the most ambitious Sonic titles ever? No, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel good that it's coming so soon. I do think that from what we played, like, doesn't feel like a, oh, this game's about to be ready type situation. Um, there's still being bugs that they're talking about. Like, we've seen those bugs. We know what they're talking about. Um, so I, I do worry that this could be on the bad side uh, of the review scale. Um, but I think that there's still the potential for this to be one of the better Sonics. And like all this game needs to be for me is a load of fun and give me fun collectibles to, to get. And then I'm going to want to just do that in my free time. Am I going to be rushed to beat this for story implications? No, I'm not, <laughs> you know, um, but I, these previews are exciting to me because it seems like overall people are into it. That's previews, though. Previews tend to lean a little bit on the higher side. Uh, of previews are usually, yeah, like, you know, we hope they turn this around. Yeah. This is my problem, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you – my thing about it for Christina and Mitchell's previews, they do read like, hey, we know there's been problems with this. We know there are problems in it, but I still think this could hang in there and, and be cool and be worth it while. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Like, my, my takeaway is, you know, a Sega kid who grew up loving Sonic, of course, but f fell away from the franchise. I think, you know, Sega Saturn burned me. Sonic burned me there, you know what I mean? Uh, and never really connected with one since then. Uh, when I saw the announcement trailer for this, and then when I watched you and Bless play it at Summer Game Fest because our you know, demo didn't uh, have a third station, I'm, I, am, I am going to play this. Well, I, and play it to completion, yada, yada, who, who knows? Who knows it'll stick me that way? But Not a chance. That's what not I've about. seen, but like you know how I am about open world games. So Mitchell going like, oh, you can level the speed up to 99. You can do this stuff. I am like, I can see that being fun. Not yeah. like just the speed, but anything else. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I loved when, we, when you guys were playing and it was work on one thing, like one Tony Hawk trick, very specific here, and then speed across to another thing, do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it sounds like it might be a not bad Elden Ring, and that would be really big. Oh, wow. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. But it not is not bad. Okay, all right. Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> not bad Elden Ring. <laughs> Put it on the box. Yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But it's got that same idea, right, where it is like, oh, I don't like doing this kind of, this challenge over here. I don't want to do this thing over here. I'm going to run over and get that. I like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in this. And I think, you know, not a great time to release. A lot of games no. coming out right now, but. There's always a lot of games coming out. What are you going to do? If January. You're Sonic, you can't be afraid. This seems like a January game to me, Greg. Sure. No, yeah, I but agree. It's not going to be. No. Because uh, you know what else is coming out in November? You know what's coming in November? Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If you're out there on the internet right now, there's spoilers out there as well. Uh, number two on our Roper Report comes from BGC, where Jordan Midler writes, God of War Ragnarok spoilers are out there. He actually didn't write that. That's the headline I put on it, but I'm accrediting it to Jordan. Back to his actual article. Fans eagerly awaiting God of War Ragnarok's release, Ragnarok's release should tread carefully online as new spoilers are doing the rounds and more are likely to follow. A Twitter user, which VGC isn't linking to, appears to have the game early and is posting screenshots of the game to his account. Significant spoilers are now circulating on social media as a result. It is possible that this user is covering the game in a media capacity and has failed to notice that his captured screenshots are being posted online, breaking the embargo. Tim? Yes. I want you to know mm -hmm. that how this went for me today is oh I woke God. up. Huh? 
I, I think our days were similar, Dave. Oh, Continue. yeah. I woke up, was brushing my teeth, and I saw the one, the only, Nibel, being like, hey, somebody is who's reviewing the game. Yeah, here it is. Four hours ago. Heads up. Someone with a review code is, parentheses, accidentally posting God of War Ragnarok stuff online that you might not want to see until you're playing it for yourself. So you've been warned. And if you were like me, yeah. Your asshole puckered, and oh, yeah. you're like, "What did Gary Witter or Kevin do? Who's fucking like not having their? You know, what I mean, that's the or even myself. You know what I mean? I'm I'm joking around about it, but but any of us not having our privacy settings set, right? Like this is one of those games that came with a, hey, before you play, do this, do that, do this. You know, turn off your privacy, turn off your trophies, hide all this stuff for this exact reason. Oh yeah, not that we don't want people to know you're playing it. The preview, you know, embargoes yeah. up more. The fact of like, hey, just don't ruin the experience for other people. And so that was terrifying. Nibel did follow up his own tweet though. Since then. And I'm scrolling to find it. Yeah, yeah. Got to correct myself here. The PSN account and their Twitter account appear to be linked, but the screenshots did not get uploaded automatically, dot, dot. It looks like this person posted slash post them deliberately. Lol. What a, what a twist in this story. You hope, beyond hope, right, that it's just that not automatic, no, but I know this will be crazy, Tim. Mm-hmm. And I know you would never do this, and I know no. all of our audience would never do this. But a lot of people act like a mule kicked them in the head and don't play PlayStation 5 solely or primarily. They like to use their Switch. They're like, oh my God, this 480p, this is the future. They like to use their Steam, their Steam, not their Deck, Steam Decks are fine, their Steam PCs. And they're like, oh man, I gotta get my drivers. Oh, I really wanna mod this so the pinks are purple. That's what everybody's always talking about. Oh, they, they, do, they do want those. And so they don't pinks. understand when they come to PlayStation necessarily what's happening. So maybe, maybe, this person, because I, you know, I've been tired before, and I've gone on there where I make a little screen, I make a little capture, and then I want to watch it, and I click the, you know, share button mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like, uh, hey, this is going to, but it brings up the Twitter thing. Maybe they don't understand that they're publicly posting that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, they, prob- they probably very much understand what they're doing, and they just want the credit, and they want to blow up eventually. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, this is the type of thing we'll have to keep our eyes on or not. No one will. We will uh, never buy this again. Yeah, just to we'll see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is PlayStation problem, not Greg Miller's problem. Yeah, that, that, is, that is true for sure. Yeah, I definitely was, like, terrified this morning where I was like, oh, my God. And then I had a thought. I was like, I don't screenshot, so it couldn't be me. I was like, but did Moose <laughs> break into my room, get the controller, hit that button? I've seen him do it. I've seen him go like that sure, before. Sure, He's capable, sure. Greg. He is uh, capable. But I'm happy that it wasn't me. I'm happy there was no one here. Uh, and, and, I, I, and always, ladies and gentlemen, remember... We're, I mean, we are kind of funny, and we follow the letter of the law here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if you ever see us break an embargo by accident, just don't say it's just, just cool. fucking, yeah, just don't, don't share. Don't go, don't, don't go to Nibel. Don't go to Nibel for know. sure. Don't go to Jordan Not Midler. Chat. All right? Cool. Cool chat. Jason yeah. Schreier and Jordan Midler are waiting like gargoyles on the side of the 16th chapel waiting trying to get in here and get me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. There's gargoyles. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, be careful out there. Spoilers suck, especially for a game this big. And this, it, it, spoilers are unfortunate. Uh, always right yeah. but i think that they're especially bad when it's something that is so mainstream beloved that everybody gives a shit about yeah like pretty much i would be willing to bet that the vast majority of people watching this show are looking forward to playing god of war ragnarok in the next couple of weeks so for anybody out there if they're trying to spoil stuff that is so not cool and it's so unfortunate that it's the world we live in but be careful out there do the best you can to keep your experience as sacred as possible a virgin experience. I don't like when you say it like that. Uh, Timothy, speaking of a virgin experience, uh, this weekend, 
like we said, we you got to relax. Mm-hmm. You got to start God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I did. Of course, there's a full p- preview up from me and Janet. P.S. I love you, XOXO. Blessing, too good to come beyond that show. Yeah. So he did his own games daily thing and titled it that way. So there's, you know, I, I, he's just riding my coattails once again. But there's multiple kind of funny previews up for God of War. What is your God of War Ragnarok five hours in? You know where the preview cutoff is? Uh, games. Sh- should not be able to be this polished is my my top level thought every single second is more than what a video game should be capable of doing it is so technically impressive the story is fantastic the gameplay is exactly what i want to be it is more god of war 2018 and to me that is a great thing yeah i can't wait to review it remember ladies and gentlemen at the review embargo which escapes me uh, when is it november 3rd november 3rd that's right uh remember november 3rd thursday november 3rd at 9 a.m pacific we are reviewing god of war ragnarok live that's right ladies and gentlemen no kind of funny games daily on november 3rd because it'll all would have only been god of war ragnarok talk uh we will be doing a live review as a games cast you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you'll get it on a podcast just as soon as it's done but Go there and do it. And then, of mm-hmm. course, that afternoon, we'll be doing PS I Love You as an FAQ for God of War Ragnarok. So you can read all the reviews, watch all the reviews, and be like, hey, you know what? IGN said this, but you guys didn't talk about it. But what about this? Yo, I saw this leaked screenshot. Yo, Jordan Midler's outside your house trying with a notepad trying to get you to screw up. I'm not doing it, Midler. Not doing it. Don't do it. Not today. Number three on the Roper Report. Let's keep it in the Sony realm. Mm-hmm. But again, talk about the unwashed masses playing games on PC. Uh, Stephen Wright. Stephen T. Wright at GameSpot reports. Uh, Sony has found some success porting its older exclusives to PC in recent years, but its latest one seemingly has not sold as well as previous games. According to Steam DB data, uh, Uncharted Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection notched a peak player count of 10,851, which wasn't enough to break into Steam's top 100 games. As VGC notes, Horizon Zero Dawn attracted 56,000 players at launch, and God of War had an even higher number, 73,000. Even the humble Days Gone boasted more than double Uncharted's numbers with 27,000. Considering that Days Gone famously did not sell enough to justify a sequel, it would seem to be a major surprise. However, there are a few factors that likely contributed to this low player count. For one thing, this is a very competitive weekend for games, with high-profile releases such as Gotham Knights and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's campaign capturing a lot of eyeballs. For another, it's important to remember that Uncharted hasn't seen a full-fledged entry since 2016's Uncharted 4. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Wait. I I, I would count Lost Lost Legacy Legacy as a full-fledged thing. Even still, that was the next year, right? So that's 2017. So that's a long time when you actually start thinking about years. Uh, Thus making it the oldest game Sony has brought to Steam yet. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection includes both Uncharted 4 and the excellent spin-off The Lost Legacy. Uh, now, if only Sony would bring Bloodborne to PC. Again, that's uh, Stephen T. Wright, not Andy Cortez, but there yeah. it is right there for you. So I'm not surprised by these numbers, and I think the, the biggest contributing factor is the marketing of this title in particular. I Where's feel it been? Like, yeah. Where's ha- it been? And, well, the, I think it was just drawn out in a weird way, too, where the other Sony PlayStation titles coming to PC, they'd be at the state of play or the announcement would be on the blog or whatever. And I feel like the PC release was... Uh, the chat. I had uh, no idea it was coming out. Right? I didn't think people know it was out on PC. Like, it was fairly imminent. It was yeah. fairly like, oh, yeah, we know what to expect of when this title's coming. Whereas Uncharted was a long time ago that they announced this. And then it was like, oh, yeah, it's coming to PS5. And then it's coming to PC later. eventually yeah, later, whatever. Yeah. I remember people being confused. They were like, wait, where's the PC version? It's like, oh, I, yeah, I guess it's not launching at the same time. And I think that is the biggest factor here. I think even more so than the Call of Duty and Gotham Knights and all that stuff. Like, PlayStation titles on PC, there is a huge audience for 
before. We've seen that every single time. So mm-hmm. I do think this was just a, a misstep in marketing. Yeah, there's that. And then again, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Steven's report of just how competitive it is right now, right? There are so many other new things that Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, I just don't think are the most exciting, enticing things to come to PC at this moment. And there is the factor, too, of like there there's probably a group of people that don't want to that have never played Uncharted and don't want to jump into four. Yeah. You know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so but a lot there. I yeah. think it slows PlayStation's PC plans whatsoever. Obviously. Yeah. Game looks and runs awesome, though, from what I've seen. Yeah. And uh, even in like Super Ultra, right, it's it's a beautiful game. And seeing it that way, like I was watching, I think it was a uh, Khalif um, playing and it was like the, the scene of where you're on the, the boat in the the waves and stuff and it's just like seeing it like super ultra wide just makes it feel even more cinematic and like that is to me the the real draw of playstation games being released on pcs allowing them to take advantage of tech that playstation never will on the tv side of things so it's i hope they keep going and i hope they They definitely will keep going they've been very bullish on that and again yeah i don't think as old as legacy of thieves is i don't think it'll be a, a a stopping point for them nor will it be Naughty dogs, Naughty Dog games don't sell on PC. Like I don't think there's anything to read into that. I think it's just okay, old. But yeah, where the hell is Bloodborne? So Greg, is Last of Us going to come out on HBO next year, set the world ablaze, and then Last of Us One and Two are going to be put on PC and break every PC record? Sounds about right. Yeah, that seems uh, about right. Hundred yeah, percent. Uh, I would, I would definitely say that. I would definitely say that. Uh, you know what else I would say? These unwashed masses sure do love playing on PC. So when uh, you say this, this, these unwashed masses, are you implying it's a bunch of people that don't bathe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's I, it's you know, it's colloquial just for like a bunch of people who are making bad choices who are dumb dumbs. Mm, God, I, 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 I just want to let you know, Greg, that like the modern take on like washed is that like you're washed out and stuff like that. So when you say unwashed, it kind of sounds like you're saying like, oh, these kids are are hip to it, you know? When you mean washed up or washed? Yeah, or yeah, washed okay. up. That's kind of like the modern. Everybody understood what I was saying. Everybody It kind of sounded like you were making the PC player sound cool, you know? No, I did, that's, that's, that's impossible. Greg, that's know. impossible. Remember that tweet that went around? You got a light up keyboard, you ain't getting laid. <laughs> you know? And let me tell you, somebody with a light up keyboard, I don't get laid often. So it's like, I agree 100% with that, right? Anyways. Back to all these people not getting laid on PC. Adam Baker is at IGN writes, Steam has once again broken its own concurrent record as this weekend saw over 30 million users online at one time. As revealed by Steam DB, uh, I'm not even going to read 30,000. 30, no, 30,032,005 mm-hmm. players were online on Sunday, October 23rd, and the top five games being played consisted of Counter-Strike Counter Global Offensive. Can you believe that's still at the top? Of course. Sean Finnegan, remember when he was pro at that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost lost Alfredo as a friend to Counter-Strike, not he stopped playing uh, Halo, Global right? Offensive. Yeah, he just, he just got competitive and started playing, got in all the clans and stuff, and next thing I know... Like, like legitimately, he just he just stopped coming to school. <laughs> it was bad. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, CSGO, uh, Dota 2, Lost Ark, Apex Legends, and PUBG Battlegrounds. Not all 30 million players were in a game, as many could have been browsing the store, chatting in communities, and more. Uh, CSGO was far and away the winner of the weekend with a peak of around 1.05 million concurrent players. Dota 2's peak was around uh, 750,000, and there was a decent drop-off as the next highest was PUBG's 442,100. Damn. You know? 
Uh, since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Steam has set, seen its record of concurrent users get broken over and over again. Over Thanksgiving weekend 2021, the peak was 27.3 million, and a few months later, it saw that number reach 28 million. It has fluctuated between those numbers, but this is the first time it has crossed the 30 million mark. With Steam decks becoming more readily available and Cyberpunk 2077 having a bit of a renaissance uh, where over 1 million players were jumping into Night City each day, Steam has had some high highs these past few months. PUBG, 442,000. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Wow. That's And that's like a steep drop-off, they're saying, from the, the highest ones here, the 750 over a million. Like, those numbers, Greg. Wow. And they're talking about the Steam Deck adding to stuff, too. Like, good for them. They figured some things out. I wasn't so sure. When they were dropping these steam machines back in the day, Greg, I was steam like, Steam machine I don't was a know. different thing. That was I a different don't know. Idea. Yeah, yeah. But sure. no, they're they're absolutely crushing it here. And it's like, damn, these numbers are absolutely wild. And you gotta imagine they're just gonna continue to to grow as more as Steam Decks become more of a mainstream thing. Do you think the Steam Deck eventually becomes it'll never be like, you know, as synonymous as a PlayStation? Or will it? I don't know. What do you think? Steam as a platform or the Steam... Steam Deck. No, I don't think it will, sadly. I think it's a great machine. I love mine very much. I'm excited for future iterations, better battery, smaller, you know, form-fitting, yada, yada, yada. But I don't think it'll cross over that way because I think there's always going to be that. The reason people want to play PC, the reason people use Steam, right, is the fact that you can have customizable stuff you can have these uh games that are using mods you can use all these different things obviously there's also the price point the steam sales i'm not trying to take away from that how great the steam store is and all that jazz i just think that some of that gets too far gone to be turnkey anymore in the way that a playstation is right mm -hmm. like i have so many friends who are gamers but not our kind of gamers they aren't listening to podcasts all the time and yada 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 they have their console they play two three triple a games a year and as, try as I might, I'm never going to sell them on what Annapurna's doing or whatever, some mm -hmm. crazy-ass game like that. And I think for them, that's still the way they, they want because that's how they expect games to work. They want it to be that, all right, cool, kids asleep, sit down in front of the big screen TV, turn it on, turn it on PlayStation, play something, and get that cinematic giant experience. And, like, sure, we can make the argument of, well, Steam Deck, you could get the dock, you could put it in, you could do this thing. Sometimes it won't work, right? You go address this setting or that thing or that little bell and whistle and, like, that's off-putting, I think, to so many people. That I think that'll keep it from mainstream, mainstream. But I think it's going to. I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what this does, what the Switch has done for future iterations of PlayStation Gaming consoles. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what does the next PlayStation look like? What does a PlayStation Five Slim look like? What I'm not saying they're going to do a handheld PlayStation Five, especially as they double down on remote play, streaming. You know, mm -hmm. Xbox. I'm not even putting in this conversation because, of course. They're doing all of that. They're they're championing, you know, the cloud gaming and stuff like that. But we're in such an interesting place where clearly, as you look at the goddamn insane success of the Switch, and now I would toss in the incredible success of the Steam Deck, oh, which it's had, incredible. You know, was an idea of like, eh. you know what I mean? Well, I remember that day when they announced it in pre-orders where I'm like, should I get this? I feel like I should get this, but I don't think I, I don't play PC games. Would I actually use this? And the amount I use my Steam Deck and really truly enjoy my Steam Deck is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, like I think it's uh going to be huge and continue to be huge and i think it will have ripple effects on how everybody else handles it but playstation xbox are clearly chasing something different but mm -hmm. especially when you add vr speaking that they want this stuff sorry what especially when you add vr to the sure. equation with playstation pushing that i feel like as long as they're doing that they can only stretch themselves so thin in terms of different verticals i do think that the handheld side of things even if it is the same games that you're playing like like with switch where it is the same or steam deck where you just dock it into the same it still um requires a whole a different 
understanding marketing all that stuff that i don't think playstation has the means to be able to do right now for in sure. addition to vr sure and what's working for them is working so well yeah. that's the other thing right is it's not that steam and switch are huge successes and playstation and xbox are failing or floundering everyone right now is winning in gaming and they're all doing their own things mm-hmm. so that's that's what's fascinating about yep. it is it used to be such a well it's an arms race between nintendo playstation xbox right and then we saw nintendo you know go their own way and that worked out incredibly well for them right with some stumbles here and there and then xbox and playstation keep for a while but then phil really changed what xbox is all about and then playstation really doubled down on being this narrative thing and steam you know obviously doubling down on what they want to be and how connected they want their community to be yep it's an amazing time to be a gamer, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what else? It's also an amazing time to be on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, it's your final week to fund our fundraising. KindofFunny.com slash goals to see all the stuff we're putting on the thermometer. Of course, there is another all-day stream on Friday where we'll be celebrating, pushing that thing, and saying, hey, what a great month this has been. We're so excited to be in the studio. I digress, though. On Patreon, you can get all the shows ad-free. You can watch most of them get recorded live privately. And, of course, you could write in to be – or no, you, it's free to write in on the shows now. Sorry about that. Uh, you can go over there and get the shirt. You can get the poster. You can have a great time and get the 38 episodes of bonus content a month. But guess what? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. You know what I have? No, besides a game award, life insurance. I want to make sure that if anything happens to me, my family's taken care of. And you should do the same. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now is the time to buy. I didn't get my first life insurance policy until Ben was born, but it feels great knowing that no matter what, Jen and him are going to be okay. No matter what. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. And your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net, and you deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad-dûm, and more with the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Hosted by friend of the show, Felicia Day, and several special guests, they provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle-earth to life. Each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you don't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. Remember, everybody, when PlayStation invested in discord and we were like yes this will be great and then discord popped on xbox and we we're all like what the fuck is going on nope that was not a good time to use the smoke this is a sad story <laughs> this is a sad story about playstation getting left in the cold but it's getting fixed according to grace ben fell over at gamespot.com discord and ps5 voice integration allegedly coming soon Discord voice integration with PlayStation 5 is on the way, though it looks like similar integration will not be coming to PlayStation 4. Twitter user Ad 
Vathij, uh, found and posted evidence of PS5 Discord integration, including a, quote, join voice on PlayStation button and two permission screens for enabling PlayStation to integrate with Discord. However, as The Verge pointed out, voice integration seems to only seems to be only coming to PlayStation 4. I think that's the typo where they're talking about only coming to PlayStation 5. Uh, on the first permission screen, there is text that reads, certain features are only available on PlayStation 5. Below this text, there are two boxes. The first has the header PS5 and two bullet points, which read join voice chat on PS5 and display the game you're playing. The second has the header PS4 and one bullet point, which reads display the game you're playing. Players have been able to display the game they are playing on PlayStation on Discord since January 2022. Sony has yet to release any statement about the upcoming integration, so it's unknown if a PS4 voice chat integration will be coming in the future. The implementation seems to be similar to Discord's integration with Xbox, which launched in September 2022. As of then, <coughs> Discord allows players to connect and chat with other Discord users right from the console. The primary difference with, uh, with the upcoming PlayStation integration is that Xbox's voice integration works with every version of the Xbox since the Xbox One. Tim, mm -hmm. fuck those PlayStation 4 kids. I don't care. I just want to be able to fucking play games with Mike at night and not have to use my iPhone as Discord and then have everybody complain on a stream that I sound like trash or use my MacBook on Wi-Fi with the headphones and be told I sound like I'm trash. If I can just implement it and use the PlayStation Pulse headset and then be told I sound like trash, I'll be happy. Exactly, exactly. It sounds like that's going to happen for you pretty soon. Very excited. Sounds like it's not going to happen for a lot of millions of uh, PlayStation 4 users. But they, those have been getting mothballed day by day. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, that makes sense. That's how things work. Still unfortunate. And when it's something like this, I this is the type of thing where it's like, look, Greg, I'm not a scientist, but it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to get it to work there as well. But who you're the hell am I? I'm not a scientist. No. Someone in the comments will be like, Tim, you're an idiot. No, it's going to be really yeah, difficult. Uh, yeah, Tim, we can't even play PS3 games on modern hardware. Like, come on. But that's a little different. You know what I mean? I mean that, maybe not, though. Like, maybe in some, in some maybe. weird way, the back end of the PS5, right? Like, but they built something that. I'm sure it's strong. just there's enough work that needs to go into it that they're like, this isn't worth it because we want everybody on PlayStation 5. Anyway. Until somebody gives me a talking point that I can use for years and years and years, just like the cell processor for the sure, PlayStation sure, 3, sure, sure, sure. I'm not going to rest, Greg. I'm just going to keep spouting my ignorant bullshit from this whole thing. Uh, but this does, my gut instinct for this says, if it's a big enough deal to people with PS4, Sony's going to figure it out, and it'll eventually come to PS4. Like, this just seems like there's a lot of leaked information here that, like, points to they're not, it not being on PS4. But I do think that, similar to a lot of things recently with Sony, if enough people are upset about it, they're going to be like, ah, fuck, okay, now we have to do it even though it is a lot of work. If it is even a lot of work, get your talking points ready. It's got to be a lot. It's, got, it's enough work. Where PlayStation has to go focus on other stuff, you know, they got I mean, they got you have your list of priorities. Mm -hmm. You knock them out, and you get to PlayStation Four, and you're like, guess what? Don't worry about it. We're not worried about you guys. I mean, that, well, that's the thing is, it either matters or it doesn't. It either is going to affect people in a way that matters to PlayStation, or it's not. And if it doesn't, then that it's like tough shit. It is what it <laughs> is. But this is the type of thing that they if they are playing if people are playing on PS4 and Five. And there have millions of people playing online games, and it's like this is a feature that would enhance their ecosystem. Yes, they're gonna do it. They're gonna bring it back sure. to PS4. If it's not, then they're not. It is but that they're moving simple. you away. They're moving you away from the PlayStation. But we all understand that, like the, the amount of people that want to move away but can't at this point. I hear you. You know, I hear you. For them, they have to use their phone and a pair of headphones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how it's got to be. That's how it's got to be. This is something I will use approximately three times, but I'm excited it's finally crossing over. So those times when I play Fall Guys with Mike, when I convince him to play Ghostbusters at home, you know what I mean? I don't have to deal with this anymore. 
I think this is super important and good news overall because Discord Discord's awesome and like yeah these type of things where where it's like showing gameplay, showing gameplay, building the community of all that stuff. Like it is, it's it's a win for everybody because it's like you get to play with your friends more, which is like the point of having fun in video games. And that is the point. Um, that is the point of playing video games. Yeah. And it also it's great for PlayStation. It's a better service than what they have and all that stuff. So let's go. We will go, ladies and gentlemen, to our sixth story and final outside of some breaking news. Fallout 4 is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. This is Darren over at GameSpot. As part of its Fallout series celebrations, Bethesda has announced that Fallout 4 will be getting a current-gen update for PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series X slash S, as well as several bug fixes in bonus uh, content, you know, sorry, creation club content. Similar to several modern games, such as God of War Ragnarok, players will be able to choose between a performance mode for a high frame rate uh, or a quality mode that prioritizes 4K resolution gameplay. Bethesda didn't mention more than that, but the studio did say that the update will be free and arrives in 2023. Tim, is this what's going to suck you back in? And to Fallout 4, probably not. No, this isn't going to get you? No, it's not. But I love that Bethesda's just like, hey, man, tech's going to keep teching. And our old games, they can be new again every it. single time. <laughs> if, the, if the technology's there, we must use it. Good for them. I, I like that because I feel like it helps kind of these, like, games, classic or otherwise. Like, you know, so many – every video game means – something to somebody right yeah even if it's not a great game swimming in sevens we always talk about but kind of being able to play the games with modern enhancements even if it is like little simple things or all the way up to like full 4k full unlocked frame rates all that stuff like as long as there's actual care being put into it to make sure that it's not breaking the game like me and bless were talking about with some of the nintendo 64 stuff uh, last week um where higher frame rates were messing up pilot wings um i think it's a a great thing that i would love to see a lot more of especially when there's like free updates and stuff because it's like that's when it gets really like ugh, when they're forcing you to pay x amount of money again for the upteen time to buy skyrim but yeah if it's free and you already own it and that's the you know the 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 win right now of finally having cross-generation stuff right and backwards compatibility to a degree right i'm not trying to we we i'm not getting into the weeds about this but the idea that your PlayStation 4 games can be played on your PlayStation 5. Your Xbox games obviously are across the board. The idea that they go and give you these versions, right, are great. And I'm glad they do that. And then, of course, it opens the can of worms when a Last of Us Part 1 comes out. And is it a remake? Is it a remaster? What are we doing here? Where do we want to go? Is it worth $70? I already have this version. I already have that free version. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, if they're doing this, great. You know, it's, it's interesting to see people still be into Fallout 4 and still be about that. You know what I mean? About that Fallout 4 life. I, more power to them. I was listening to the one, the only the homie Hideo Kojima's uh, brain structure podcast this weekend. And he had the director of ghost of the shell in there for a two part interview. I'm catching up because now I'm commuting again. So I have a whole bunch of stuff. And he was talking about the director, the fact that he's played like 250 hours of fallout four and he's done everything in it. So now he just goes around trying to fuck around and break things. I'm like, this is, I it's, you know, for me to put, I usually play a game, put it down and walk away. When I was a kid, obviously, uh, you know, and I only had a few games I could afford or whatever, like, you know, San Andreas, Oh, that yeah. was fuck about that was your life. I would just go out there and do it right, and like it's got. I'm I'm sure that director of Ghost in the Shell is gonna be stoked to play this on PlayStation Five or, or Xbox, wherever he's playing it. Get in there and do it. Now, sir, mm -hmm. breaking has been uh, happening over here for a while. Now. Okay, you know what I mean. I this is not video game news. Okay. It is from more of the DCEU news. Okay. 
Okay. But it's a, uh, we finally have a statement. We finally understand. Something. Okay. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Can I talk light. about this, everybody, while we're here? Yeah. Can I ruin the post-credit scene for Black Adam? That's the other question. I mean, I'm not going to answer that because people are going to be mad at me. Ch- I, can, I, can, I can put it in time codes of like, hey, spoilers here. They already spoiled it, but not. Yeah, they spoiled it themselves or whatever. But, oh, of course, really? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, and this is your chance to get out, Henry Cavill appeared at the end of Black Adam appeared as the one and only Superman. And now he has put up a post on Instagram while we've been live. All right? He said this. It was, you know, Barrett, I'll send it to assets, all right? I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing the old song. You know what I mean? If he's playing... Yeah, Henry Cavill actually put out a statement, Greg. Yeah. So I it, am waiting on bated breath. So the caption is this, a very small taste of what's to come, my friends. The dawn of hope renewed. Thank you for your patience. It will be rewarded. Barrett, I'm going to have to ask you to play this Instagram I just sent you with the sound up, and I'm going to live react to it, all right? Because it's him in the suit, and then it's him just talking at the camera, just looking so goddamn good. Henry Cavill, what a handsome man. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Barrett, do we have the technology? Not that I'm rushing. I just want to make sure we have the technology. Uh, I'm figuring it out. As of course, go. remember, it's a brand new studio. That's what's happening. I can read the GameSpot article if you'd, pref if you'd prefer. Give me a second. Give me a second. And then we go picture in picture. Crimson two. Angel says he's gorgeous. Ugh. Yes, he is. Wow. Look at this man. I'm not getting any option for audio. Or if you go to the right. Uh, there it is. Oh, God. Hey, everyone. I wanted to wait until the weekend was over before posting this uh, because I wanted to give you all the chance to watch Black Adam. But now that plenty of you have, I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. And the image you see on this post and what you saw in Black Adam are just a very small taste of things to come. So uh, there's a lot to be thankful for, and I'll get to that in time. But I want to thank you guys most of all. Thank you for your support, and thank you for your patience. I promise it will be rewarded. I like that the way you shot that, it kind of looked like he was floating a little bit. Sure, sure. You know? yeah, yeah, Good yeah, for yeah. you, Henry Cavill. You are Superman. But what does this mean, Greg? What does this oh, mean? Oh, what this means is mean? very simple, ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen. All right, Henry Cavill is back as Superman. And I want you to know that in six to nine months, they're going to pull the plug on everything DCEU. And then he's going to be out. And we're all going to be pissed. And the internet will be really mad. And there'll be a bunch of hashtags about it. But it won't really do anything. And they deleted Batgirl. And Flash is going to jail. So who the fuck knows what's happening? Dawn of hope. But that's it's such a weird one because of course let's check all of greg's opinions about the movies right because mm -hmm. as you know even though the internet would like to paint it a certain way i've never been thrilled with the dceu i've never been thrilled with the superman portrayal in any of these things if you ask me right i think uh justice league ends the way in either one of them if you want ends the way the universe should have started with hope him op running opening this thing yeah fuck let's go you know what i mean that's fucking dope as shit we just went through all we ate a lot of shit we were andy dufresne crawling out of the tunnel of crap you know mm -hmm. what i mean and we got there and we're in the we're in the rains getting washed this is all shawshank redemption thing if you didn't mm -hmm. know we're there getting washed right and it's great but like even beyond that let's say all right cool they got us to a place to go beyond uh, got us to a place to go somewhere with this right you've seen it with this Warner Brothers uh, merger acquisition, I should say, you know what I mean? That these people want to go a different direction. They want to do a whole bunch of stuff. I have zero faith that they are actually committed to. Cool. Henry Cavill's back. We're giving him multiple pictures of Superman. It's going to be right. My hope at this point would be, hey, we're the new execs in charge of DC. We got Henry Cavill back, and we are going to somehow 
nuke everything. We're going to nuke everything, and he's just going to get a Superman movie, and that's going to be the thing, and we're going to go from there. We're not going to tie ourselves to what's going on with everything that's happened before, but we will have to wait and see. We really will, man, because I feel like we've said, oh, they're just going to nuke it all for the last 15 years. But now there's people out there who aren't nuking things. Oh, Batgirl can get us a tax credit? Great. Yeah. Oh, when's this movie coming out? When's Aquaman or Flash coming out? Nobody fucking knows. Bring Ben Affleck in to film the Batman scene that's at the end of that movie because it can't be Michael Keaton because the Flashpoint meeting happen. Is Flashpoint is the Flash movie gonna happen? Cause Ezra Miller keeps kidnapping people. Man, I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, Greg. We'll ah! be reviewing all of it on In Review. Tim, I can't wait to see if Henry Cavill ever gets a good Superman movie all mm -hmm. to himself that's just fucking dope. Cause he's great. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill is Enola Holmes two out yet? Is that good? That's coming up soon, too. It, I think it came out a couple days ago. Yeah. I liked Enola Holmes 1. I hope I like 2. Anyways, Henry Cavill's great, and I can't wait to see him in more Witcher, and I can't wait to see him in a Superman movie. But if that'll ever happen, who knows? And it's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today. Party Maker on PC, I See Red on PC, and The Golden Light of Rose on PC. New dates for you. Genshin Impact version 3.2 arrives on November 2nd. Tim, mm -hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com. No, yeah, that's right. Well, not live. Uh, oh, later. Podcast services around the globe. CISA writes in and says, Greg, if you have a problem playing PlayStation and being on Discord at the same time as another device, you should use the Xbox wireless gaming headset, which can be connected to two devices at the same time. That is correct. That, and that is a great thing with the Xbox headset. I'm not taking anything away from the Xbox headset, right? The problem there is that I would still have to be using the laptop or the phone, mm. and I feel like my Wi-Fi isn't the best thing, and maybe that's why everybody in Mike's chat yells at me. I don't know what's mm. going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Ignacio Rojas says, Greg said a lot of nice things about Henry Cavill, but let's not forget Henry Cavill is a PC gamer. Therefore, Greg thinks he's unwashed. You know wow. what? Wow. Shit. I've, I want you to know. I've written to Henry Cavill's management team before, mm -hmm. his, peer, his agent. This is not a joke. Yeah. Don't give me IMDb Pro. That was a mistake. And I've said, listen, we want him on the podcast. Listen. <laughs> hey, Superman's people, listen. I was like, listen, we want him on Gamescast to come talk about PC gaming. Mm -hmm. We will ask zero questions about his work in films and DC. I don't care about that. Come let him nerd out with us. Come let him be a dork. And they don't respond to that email. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get another one soon that says, listen. Storm of Story says Enola Holmes 2 drops November 4th, Greg. Prepare yourself. Can't wait. I also saw somebody in the chat go, in all caps, I liked it too, Greg. Which when I see an internet response that, like, I liked it too. Oh, I'm like, oh, was I on the outside? I've never talked to anyone about Enola Holmes. Did we not like that movie? No, Did that you... movie was great. Okay, good. Just make yeah, sure. I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. a fun time. It. Millie Bobby Brown, I'll tell you what. What a talent. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they don't know much about her, and they haven't seen her in much. <laughs> mm -hmm. But she's in Enola Holmes, and you should check it out. You know mm -hmm. That and Godzilla. If she's ever Godzilla. done anything else, I'm not a, I don't know. I don't know about it. You know what I mean? Possible to know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, you, of course, can go support us on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny for our final week of fundraising to try to fill that thermometer for October. Uh, if you want to support us for free, you can watch the show live on Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games, YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. You can watch it later on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. You can listen on podcast services around the globe. There's a million ways to get it supported. Remember, I need you to write in as part of the show. And remember, you can do that for free now. So when you wake up in the morning, 
morning and you go and you see that it's all sonic previews or whatever the hell it's tomorrow news story you go you go oh, i got a question about that i got a comment about that you go and you go do 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 and you go kind of funny.com slash kfgd and you can write in to be part of the show there uh your hosts for this week look like this tuesday Blessing and Tim. Wednesday, Blessing and Greg. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing, and that's during our all-day stream uh, to celebrate the end of the month, the new spare bedroom, and everything else under the kind of funny sun. Uh, if you're watching this live, guess what? Andres Cortez is up next, mm. streaming some video games. What? I'm not sure. I know that's Coach Cortez. But he got sick. My, Mike, Mike, Mike was like, I got a sore throat. I'm not going to do stuff tomorrow. And he said, I've talked to Andy about him doing the stream tomorrow. Okay. I don't know what they talked about. Got it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So if it's just Andy doing his impressions, I'm sorry. But I'm oh. assuming he'd be playing a video game. <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure. Remember, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You don't have to go anywhere. You're going to get it in a second. Uh, YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you'd have to leave this video and go to another video. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're here watching on demand. You're like, oh, man, I should check out the other videos on yeah. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You should. You should subscribe. And then if you're, maybe you're in your car right now going, beep, beep, get out of my way. I'm making a left-hand turn. You should say, you know what? Greg called that left-hand turn, right? I'm going to go over and go to the YouTube and see them videos. They got stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm right on time for a demo. It's a busy day for Greg. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.